Welcome to the Raising Christian Kids podcast. Your host, Leanne Mancini, is extremely passionate about helping children to have a strong foundation in Jesus. You will be equipped with methods and techniques to help solidify a relationship between your child and Jesus. So let's dig deep and raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I don't know about you, but I listen to the news, watch TV, read uh, newspapers, whatever it is, and we hear so many opinions. What is truth? What is, what is real? What is a lie? And, you know, our children are faced with so much information as well, and the world tells lies to our children. And I want to talk about some of those lies today and how we can discuss with our children what is true and using God's word to back up the truth. You know, words are so powerful. And in fact, in Exodus 20, verse 1, it says, and God spoke all these words. We know the word of God is powerful, and the words we speak are powerful, and the words that children hear can transform their hearts and their minds. You know, one lie is the world says that God is not real. Who is God? Well, God said in Exodus 20, verse 2, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. So we want to make sure our children understand that God is real. He is our, the Lord our God. And the world will tell them that there is no such thing as God. And that's the first and most important lie that we have to make sure our, our children understand. Another lie is the world says we are our own God. We decide what is right and wrong. And you can see the evidence of that, what's happening in our world today. But God's word says in Exodus 20, verse 3, God said, you shall have no other gods before me. Now, God is is acknowledging that there are lesser gods. Anything we worship is a god. And it could be money. It could be people. So we have to make sure our children understand that God is real And there are no other gods that come before him. He is the one true God. You know, the world says our idols that, you know, that are found in Hollywood and sports, we're to admire them and desire to be like them. You know, that's a form of worship. Adoration is a form of worship. So in their sports figures, even a favorite teacher, whoever it is that your child idolizes, you've got to make sure that they understand that you can appreciate the goodness of a person and what they do, but we should not admire them or desire to be like them. We need to be like ourselves, how God created us. So God says in Exodus 20 verses 4 through 6, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven, above or on the earth, beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Now, when God says he's jealous, it's not like how man is jealous. We're jealous because of envy or we want something. God's jealousy means he wants us. He loves us, and he does not want to share us with anyone. Another lie the world says is it's popular to use his name in vain. It's popular to say, oh, my God. And a lot of people even put the word damn it in front of God. 
or after God, rather. And this is really something we need to teach our children that God's name is holy. He's so holy. And in Exodus 20, verse 7, he says, You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Another thing the world says is that, look, we need to work seven days a week. If we want fancy cars or a big house, you know, a boat or whatever it is that we want, we have to work, work, work. We have to strive to get it. And therefore, people don't rest. I remember uh, when I was younger, on Sunday, people went to church and many of the stores were closed. The only thing I know that's closed today is Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. But in Exodus 20, verse 8 through 11, it says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter or your male or female servant nor your animals nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. We need to be able to teach ourselves and our children how to rest. One day of rest means not doing any chores in the house. You know, of course, you have to cook dinner and wash those dishes, but not doing anything other than the basic necessities of the day. And the rest of the day, go for a walk in the park. Admire nature that all that God has created. Or go perhaps to see a movie or go to the library. Anything that has to do with resting from our daily work. And we need to teach our children to do that as well. Don't expect your children to do their homework seven days a week. The world will say that you can be rude to your parents. Who are they to tell you what to do or how to behave? You can make your own choices. Well, in Exodus 20, verse 12, God said, Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord is giving you. It is so important that our children know that they must respect their parents and elders and teachers and the policemen and the firemen. Okay, we can, they cannot be rude. And I don't know how many children I've heard recently talking to their parents and they're just so rude and nasty. So you have to nip that in the bud very early. You you need to sit down and tell your child right away. You have to use a respectful tone when you're talking to mommy or daddy. Because when they become teenagers, it gets worse. You're dealing with all kinds of hormones, you know. And anyway, honor your father and your mother. Because after all, when we show honor to God, we are showing our children how to honor us as well. Another lie is that the world says that you can hate and kill with your words if you don't agree. Again, the tongue is very powerful. So people, especially children, they're mean to each other. We know that. They can say the meanest things to other children, tease them if they don't like them. But we have to teach our children that that is actually hate, and hate is killing with your words. In Matthew 5, verses 21, it says, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, You shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. And in Proverbs 18.21, it says, The tongue has the power of life and death. And Exodus 20.13 says, You know, you shall not murder. So we have to help our children understand that murder and hate and killing can be done by the words we speak. It wounds our hearts. 
It's like stabbing someone in the heart. But the world will say, hey, if you don't like them, go ahead, tell them off. Go ahead and tell them how you feel. You have the right to do that. That's another lie from the world. The world says it's okay to steal from someone who has more than you. Go ahead. It's just, look, he has so many toys or she has so many purses. I can just take one. It's, it's not bad unless I get caught. Okay, the world says, go ahead, take what you want. You know, if those who have more, they should be giving it to you. And if they're not, go ahead and take it. But God's word in Exodus 20:15 says, you shall not steal. I remember being a little girl walking into the candy store with my mom. Well, it was a Benjamin Franklin store, and I took a pack of gum, and I put it in my pocket. And when I got outside, I pulled it out right away, and my mother marched me right back in there. And I had to hand it back to the lady, and I had to apologize. And I remember when my son was younger, there was a time where they were kids were taking off the, the little caps on the tires, the spoke of the car tires, and they were collecting them. And he did it once, and I warned him. And he did it twice, and I drove him all the way to the police station. And I said, you're going to go ahead and tell the police that you, you're, you stole something. You broke the law. And before we walked into the police station, he just said, please, Mommy, I promise I'll never do it again. I'll never steal anything. And he didn't after that. But the world will tell you, it's okay. Take what you want. You know, don't worry about it as long as you don't get caught. And the world says it's okay to get out of trouble, even if someone else takes the blame for your wrongdoing. You know. God says in Exodus 20:16, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Even Adam and Eve, Adam says, it's the woman you gave to me. He blames her for the sin. We need to teach our children how to accept the repercussions for something that they do wrong. They have to learn that early. The world says it's okay to desire what others have that you don't have. You shouldn't be satisfied until you get what you want. Go for it. But God says in Exodus 20, 17, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. We need to teach our children early that they need to appreciate what they have and not always want what others have. With those 10 big lies, there are other lies also. The world will say, what I feel defies who I am. I could choose to be a boy or a girl, but God said he created the male and female. The world says, I don't have to forgive someone who's done me wrong. I can hold a grudge. I can hate them and be mad at them because look what they did to me. I should even try to get even. But God said to forgive 77 times 7. The world says, I have the power to succeed. I must demand what I want and let others know who I am. The I, I, I self-centeredness. But God said, then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the bread of life. And the man became a living creature in Genesis 2, 7. You know, listen, if you have a child who is shy and they say, I wish I was not so shy. I wish I was more like this person. Reassure them that God made them that way for his glory or a child who is loud. Maybe they will become the next wonderful preacher bringing the gospel to those who desperately need it. Help your children to understand that they only have the power to succeed because God and his Holy Spirit directs them and gives them the ability to do so. And they should be thankful for who they are and not want to be someone else. You know, God continues to sanctify us and grow us to transform us all for his glory. And we should embrace how he made us 
and let our children see that we are happy who we are because God has made us all different. And again, the world will say, I can dress how I want to dress. It's my choice. And you see the way people are dressing nowadays. You know, there's, they're, they're prideful. There's no modesty. And most importantly, men are dressing like women and women are dressing like men. And in Deuteronomy 22.5, it said, a woman shall not wear anything that pertains to a man, nor shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all who do so are an abomination to the Lord your God. We don't teach our children to judge others. We just teach them what sin is. We teach them to love others, but we have to teach them what is sinful in the eyes of God. Also, the world says there are different races, black and white, the world says. You know, this race, that race, mixed race. But God's word says that God has made one blood all the peoples of the earth in Acts 17, 26. So we are one human race. And we should not judge by mere appearances. We should love people because they were created in the image of God. The world also teaches there's no absolute truth. My truth is true, even if it contradicts with your truth. But John 14, 6 states, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Greg Kolko wrote a wonderful book called Tactics. I highly suggest everyone read that book. When I teach apologetics, for my, my students have to have that book. It's so, so good. From day one, the father of lies deceived God's children, saying, you will not certainly die. That's the serpent speaking to the woman. And in Genesis 3, 4, he says, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. We need to help our children to know God's word, to learn it, to take it in not only in their minds, but also help them to transform their hearts. So when they are being presented with a lie that is contradicted to the word of God, they will know, they will be prepared. We can teach our children about God and his son, but it's an incomplete picture if we don't teach them also about the devil. I could not find a children's book that addresses the devil and his lies. If you know of one, let me know. But there are articles that will help you talk with your kids about the lies the world tells as they follow their father, the father of lies. But our children need to know that there is such a thing as the devil, and the world will tell you there is no God and there is no devil. So Parenting for Faith has an article talking to our kids about the devil, and Christian Parenting has an article, What to Teach About Satan. And I'll have those in the show notes, links to those articles. But the very best book to teach about Satan and about truth is God's Word. And don't hold back. Don't water it down. A watered-down version of Satan is not Satan. Satan likes to trick us. He even disguises himself as an angel of light in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. And Satan's demons are working hard to keep your child's heart from transforming. They want to keep your child's heart a heart of stone towards God. But we want our children to have a biblical understanding that their heart can only be transformed by God's Holy Spirit. We teach them and we pray that God transforms them and we pray that their eyes will be open to these lies that the world teaches. Ephesians 6 states we are to wear the armor of God and help your children to do the same. The world will tell lies and they are poisonous arrows from the evil one. However, God's word is truth. And if we help our children to know the truth, those arrows will miss their mark. And please join us on our Raising Christian Kids Facebook community page and tell us how you are helping your children overcome the lies of the world. And let's all work together to help raise strong Christian kids. 
This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.